find us, follow us, direct message your questions or comments. At Our Auto Expert on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. It has a throttle. We'll feature it on air, online, on the smartphones, and on those smart speakers. This is our auto exit where two million Americans get their automotive news daily with my clapping monkey, Auto Andy. Yeah, Nick, you're going to have a hard time containing me today. <laughs> I got caffeine. Bring a cage, please. Yeah. Um, I got you pretty good this morning, didn't I? Yeah, Nick, you think it, you, Nick, you got me right in the morning <laughs> with the electricities. Oh, yeah, we turn your microphone. Oh, on. that might, oh, that I sound better now. I'm in yeah. stereo. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I can't be caged today. Uh, may, maybe the right microphone too. Yeah, I'm, I'm on this side, Nick. Okay. Nick, you can't. I'm. It's I'm my a, first day. Sorry. I'm a, I'm an immovable, I'm a immovable force today. Are you? Yeah. All 742 pounds of you. I got, yeah, I got double, a double, double auto. Nick, I got a lot to do today. Too big. Tell everybody what happened today. Nick, you got me good, and it was it was funny, but it was it hurt my feelings because it made me feel. No, you weak. don't have feelings. I don't have feelings. <laughs> you have, have a meat blanket that protects your feelings. I have gravy that flows through. <laughs> Tell everyone what happened. So Nick thought it'd be hilarious to ask me to unplug one of the the electric vehicles we have today, yeah. the, the Toyota Rev Four Prime. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, you can't just unplug it when the car is locked because that would be too easy and people could steal it. Yeah, the, the, the plug is locked in. So and if you have an electric car, if you have no experience with anything that's a plug-in hybrid or an electric, um, one of the things that started to happen when these vehicles first came to prominence is that nasty, smelly oinks, meaning teenagers, used to come around and unplug them and just drop the plugs on the ground because they thought it was funny. Um, to leave people without their charges. And so uh, manufacturers got wise to this. And so when you lock your car, the electric plug locks in to the vehicle. That would have been nice to get like CC'd on that since <laughs> we're automotive people. You know what I mean? Every electric manufacturer CC's Automatic Andy every time they make a change. Yeah, I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> and um, so they uh, they they did this early on early days like you know when you were still a twinkle in your papa's eye and um yeah electric cars have been around a lot longer than you have i'm afraid to tell you i just don't i don't i get it but it was so frustrating nick so i asked him to take it out and he can't get it out and he's tugging i said no you won't break it and he's like standing on the tire and like he's heave-hoing all of his body weight knocked him out how did Merlin, how did they get the sword out of the stone he's going? Yeah, I was starting to sweat. <laughs> a little bit. Nick, and, and you just, t you kept telling me to go and you can do it. And I mean, it was, the support was nice. Yeah, I was encouraging him. And eventually I tell him, oh yeah, I better unlock the car so you can get it out. And he's like, oh. Yeah, Nick hit the unlock button. I almost fell over because <laughs> I was trying to pull it out so hard. Yeah. Nick. So, and then of course I'd film the whole thing. I put it on TikTok. Yeah, I'm sitting here struggling and sweating, looking like a dork. And Nick's ha ha and hits the boot button, and then uh, it's all fine. Yeah, and it comes out. Ha ha, Nick. And and then it's called uh, pull it out, please pull it out. So if you go search that on TikTok, you'll find it. I'm gonna put your um, underwear in the freezer. <laughs> I think I might notice. <laughs> it's all like crunchy before I put it on. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are the sort of tricks that you have to get up pretty early in the morning to catch me out. That's not happening. You get yeah. up at three. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you're an old morning show guy. I can't. From the radio. Mm. You get up at three in the morning. What do you do? Me? Do you, do you like, you? Do, I think you like, you bebop around the house and you do like random house things. No, I, I look how straight the lines in my beard are that is surgical that's all i do in the morning i was about to comment on that yeah it's 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 like level precise i do it with a hunting knife i do there's no no there, no, there's shaving no cream better now. way to cut the lines of your beard than with a hunting knife like with a big rainbow knife yeah i actually do you get pretty certain that's straight man yeah, like that's i do it with a hunting knife that's clean yeah you got product in it too no. It look, no, no oil. It looks smooth. No, that's natural. That's natural body body oils. That's natural grease. Mm. All right. I got my own tofu tofu too. I, <laughs> I cut it straight from the tofu tree. Wait a minute. What? Tofu comes from trees. You didn't know? No, it comes from packages. No, it, you cut it. Un it comes from underneath the bark in tofu trees. No. Yeah, it's no. the core of the tree. I'm gonna call. Sh no. Uh -uh. Go look in my yard. I got four or five of them growing. You cut the bark off. Just cut the rings out. And there's, you can just cut It tofu? struggles a bit, but you cut the rings out. No, yeah. that's too convenient. All right, what's on the show today? Let's get to real stuff. Um, you have been driving the Toyota Camry TRD. A little sporty for you. It's sort of dry cleaner sporty car. Yeah, I got a lot to say about this one. You good do? stuff. It's good. Yeah, no, it's good. Did, did you feel like you should be running a dry cleaner? Yeah, I felt like... Like a single dad fresh out of a divorce that starts to get his stuff together, hits the gym a little bit. There was a time <laughs> that the Camry was the number one car in the United States. It's it's It still was up to last year. Oh. 19 years in a row. Yeah. And it's on pace to do it again this year. Yeah. There's a lot of dry cleaners in America. There's a lot. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of, dry of single cleaners. dad yeah, post Yeah, single dads, post-divorce, dry cleaners. Yeah, I got something to say about this. We're being horrible. <laughs> Well, I already got my place in hell. I'm just going a little faster than I was before. Yeah, save me a spot. <laughs> um, what's with this whole Cadillac thing? We might as well just open up and tell everybody right now the, the price. The Cadillac, the, is it the Celestique? Celestique, as in French. Celestique. I, I gotta. We've got to talk in a French accent. When oh, we're it's here. a magnifique Celestique. We're going to be talking about the Cadillac uh, Celestique. It's a new Cadillac. comes out a couple of years' time. It's the Cadillac Celestique. I have a lot. I like. I want to sit. Where's your French accent? Roast it, huh? Your French accent. What happened? Oh, um, I, I before I no, comment on the Celestique. No. no, you sound more Indian. But carry on. All right, Wait, the the Celestique <laughs> is so much money. Uh, I don't. I want to sit in it. No, I you sound like a French guy who's impaired. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little drunk and in pain. <laughs> I just together. Yeah. Nick, well, most Nick, French people are in pain, but that's a whole different story. That's their. You look existence. at their cars. Yeah. Yeah. That Citroen thing. Yeah. Or whatever. The tram system. Yeah. I'd be upset yeah. too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, this. The amount of body hair. Carry on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the 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 like I I get it. It's a Cadillac and it's a Celestique, but the the <laughs> price tag. I just can't get it out, can you? Celestique. I can't. It, I'm, Celestique. I'm having a I'm stroke. It out. sounds like yeah. It sounds like you're stroking out. He's like Celestique. Celestique. <laughs> I just was that a starter <laughs> motor not working. <laughs> That's what it sounds like when you give me CPR. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! That sounds like a starter motor that doesn't have enough battery power to quite turn over. <laughs> that would be my. Or or a pig? I don't know. One of the two. That would be my luck. EMT trying to give me CPR and they're laughing because watch, watch, look at this, look at this, do it again. <laughs> ah, it's all right. He can die. It's fine. 
Oh, uh, carry on. I just, I want to... Wait, wait, wait. I got something to say about it, but I want to sit in it before I completely judge the price tag. Because what are we talking about? You know what I mean? That's a lot. In that price category, there's a whole no, nother... Why? We haven't said the price. Say the price. $300,000. There's $300,000. Everybody in the studio just went... <gasps> yeah, that's a lot. Like the air. I felt the air get sucked <laughs> out of the room. It's $300,000. Yeah, $300,000 for a Cadillac. You got to... First of all, before you can even talk about it, you have to be in a certain tax bracket. So if you're not, don't worry about it. There's less than 1% of the country that's in that tax bracket. No doubt. Less, way less than 1%. So I just... There's a... There, there's a I mean, it's beautiful... Oh my gosh! Yes, but three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's not even out yet. I mean, they're they're not even finished with it. It's not it, even it a could, whole car. It could go up. I think <laughs> they haven't done the final numbers yeah. yet. <laughs> this is just where we're at. Edit. It's right now. Right now, it's three hundred thousand. It's about. We haven't finished. Yeah, we haven't put the screens in. Doesn't have tires. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, man. We're are we looking at a half million dollars? Uh, well, that three hundred thousand. Yeah, two hundred thousand short. When they've added up all the extras, you know, it's like when you do a remodeling project and you say you're going to spend twenty thousand dollars, and it ends up being twenty eight. Yeah, that's where that's. I mean, we could be there. I'm we, saying we should bring that up. Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and they don't want even us. They they won't even talk about. It. They've they've given us a list of things not to talk about. And before they're on the phone, let's talk about them. We don't <laughs> want to talk about. <laughs> mileage, how far it goes, how long it takes to charge, battery size, all those things they say you can't, we can't ask those yeah, questions. She summed it up in one sentence as she said, these, these are the things we won't be talking about. And yeah. it's all that. Yeah. It's 17 pages. It's a whole PDF document. It, yeah, we had to sign four contracts and yeah. um, I still haven't regained all the blood I had to give. No, man. Yeah. I used all my free signing on DocuSign. Um, so there's that coming up, and we've got a bunch of cars to talk about. I uh, did want to mention, though, O'Reilly Auto Parts is here to keep your car on the road with the right parts, advice from their professional parts people, and their free loaner tool program. There is no need to purchase a tool if you are only going to use it once. Your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store has more than 80 specialty tools available to rent for your next repair. Refundable deposits required at the time of rental. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and ask about their free loaner tool program. Or your visit, all you have to do is go to O'ReillyAuto.com. Um, but unfortunately, they don't loan the Celestique. No, they asked uh, me to leave because I went in there and asked if I could get like a screwdriver. And the lady just looked at me and said, please leave. Yeah, there's limitations to what you can borrow for O'Reilly uh, Auto Parts. Definitely not a Celestique. They don't uh, they don't rent those out. Um, Mike Cadell is going to be here. He always says I pronounce his name wrong. But, yeah, but I can get away with pronouncing a lot of stuff wrong. You're British. You yeah, have a free see. pass for a lot of stuff. Spelling, too. I'm a horrible speller, but I just, oh, that's the British way. It's so easy. <laughs> you get away with a lot. He's putting the fancy back in pants. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. Oh, you're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our website, OurAutoExpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at OurAutoExpert.com. You'll also find out about cars that you and I could possibly never afford, but we enjoy test driving them. I like touching all the buttons. 
Do you? Yeah. Um, and some of them have screens that go from A pillar to A pillar. I would just like you to know, Nick, that I was playing video games on my way here today. <laughs> in the car. In the car. You know how much the car is that we rode in today? No. $102,000. $102,000. And the Cadillac's supposed to be three, and we're not even done yet. Yeah. Um, I can't even start. I mean, I can't even start. Zero to 60 in, in six seconds, which seems almost lame compared to all of the other stuff that's called about the yeah, car. Yeah, I'm not even sure I care uh, about that. It, it has 329 horsepower and 470 pound-speed of torque. But that 22-inch wheels, that is... I mean, that's just not really impressive. Not but much. wait till you get inside. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the Mercedes-Benz EQS. And I can't even tell you how unbelievable it is. First of all, what happened when we pulled in the parking lot and we parked it? Nick, well, you, we didn't park it. No, you didn't, do, you didn't do nothing. You put your hands in the air like you were getting robbed. There was... There's Nick came into the studio he, we came in hot okay let's just be real and nick came in and like sometimes you know i don't know if you guys are doing your thing like when i'm with there's an open parking lot i'm just gonna drive around a minute and nick made the most awkward angle like there's no it wasn't straight up he made it the hardest possible for this car to self-park and then nick went beep, boop, 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 and it parked it it found the space, too. I didn't even have to tell it where to park. It came up with its own spot. It's like, oh, this looks great. There's everything around me is perfect. Everything, the stars are aligned. And it did it perfectly. Yeah, it just found a space. It, it, it eyeballed the space, and then it put itself in the space. It did it, did it better than I could have I, done and, it. And a lot of times when you have a vehicle, I mean, self-parking is nothing, right? I mean, vehicles have had that five or six years. I think Lexus LS did that with us a bunch of years ago. Um, but it you don't touch anything. Like, a lot of times you have to work the brake. You know, mm -hmm. you, you have to control the speed of the car. I don't touch anything. I just hit the button, and it went, doot, doot, parking space. Oh, yeah, I can fit in there. That's the one I'm going for. It measures it. It looks at it. It goes, yep, I can get into that, and that's the easiest space to park in. There's the lines. I see other cars. Um, I'm done. Ch -ch 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 done. Oddly enough, that that same uh, like eighty percent of that sentence goes off in my head in daily life. Oh, I can fit in that. Okay, <laughs> let me get in there. You mean with everything? Yeah, exactly. Clothes. Yeah. Uh, Parking food. spots. Food. Yeah. How much can I? Yeah, I want to get up. That can now. fit in me. Yeah. <laughs> we share the same, same, same Mercedes. Uh, it. It's interesting that when this car first came out, I went on the drive, and. The engineers were on the drive. The head of engineering from Mercedes was on the drive. And the EPA rated this vehicle at 350 miles on a single charge. Yikes. That's awesome. But the EPA's formula, because they use a formula now. They don't do real world. They don't test them. They use a formula. Battery size times weight times blah, 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 whatever it is. I'm not sure what the formula is. I'm not that intelligent. Well, that sounds mathematic. But yeah, it's definitely like doctorate. Um, they use a formula to come up with how many miles it will do on a single charge. One thing missing from that formula is Mercedes-Benz 
or Mercedes EQS, or Mercedes EQ, I guess, is the name of this portion of Mercedes. So all electric cars are Mercedes EQ. Mm -hmm. Mercedes EQ's amazing brake regeneration system. And I have never been in an EQS that hasn't got more than 400 miles on a single charge. Dang. And this is showing... 420 miles on a single charge when I drive it aggressively. Oy. 430, 420, somewhere between there. So it's doing really well. It's doing amazingly well. That's slick. Um, I haven't charged it once since I've had it for three days. Yeah. And it still has 389 miles on a single charge. The car is just, it's impressive. And oh, it's the, the pillows? Yeah. Dude, the pillows are, they're better than my pillows. Yeah, in, in the bedroom. Yeah, they're so nice. Like, I was so comfortable. It was it was the first time I've been intimidated by a car. Like, I didn't really? want to fart in it. I didn't want to, I didn't <laughs> want to have a, I didn't want to have a snack in it. I didn't, I like, I wanted to take my shoes off. And I just shaved my head so the pillow was extra soft. Yesterday, we went to dinner in it. And my other half was on the phone to computer store trying to get them to fix something and i was on the phone with my mom and i was using the hey mercedes feature mm -hmm. from the mbux and i had said hey mercedes turn on the cooled seats what yeah i mean you can hey mercedes anything it'll do anything right <sighs> so hey mercedes turn on the cool seats and i hit i hit mute on the phone while i did it and i'm trying to keep it quiet because you know, my laughs on the other line with the computer store. And so I didn't hear the response, but apparently Mercedes misheard me and turned on the heated seats. Oh, no. And it was like, what, 90 degrees, 90-something 90 yesterday. And I'm talking to my mom, and it's getting really hot in the car. <laughs> You're getting and, warm pork And bun. then, like, I'm, like, starting to sweat, and I'm like, holy cow, it's hot in here. And then I'm like, um, I'm going, what's going on? And then I keep muting and go, hey, Mercedes, I'm hot. Turning cabin te temperature down to 61 degrees. And, you know, I'm normally like a 73 degree guy. Yeah. And it's like, it's really hot. Like I'm burning up and it's 61 degrees and it's blowing. And my other half keeps looking at me, what are you doing? Like my other half likes it like more like 80 degrees yeah. in the car. And it's like blowing 61. I'm like, oh. And I look over at the door, which is where the heated seat, uh -huh. the seats are, and it's like three bars of red. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> no, it off. no, thank so you. So I got out of the car and my legs are glowing red. If you think he's an automotive intellectual, you should try his spicy peanut butter chicken. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at Our Auto Expert. This is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. All right, he's at the biggest adult party in America in Sturgis, Mike Cadell. Um, is, is it the biggest adult party? It is. It's the biggest adult party. And uh, for the next 12 minutes, all you get to hear is American muscle. Uh, V-Rod Motors, there will be more than a million people coming through Sturgis, South Dakota over the next 10 days. It kicked off yesterday, and as I come to you guys live today, 
I am right at the main intersection on Main Street, right under the Welcome Riders sign. And um, if you follow along on any of uh, my social, you will see it. We'll post it. You know what, Nate? I'll post it up on our Ottawa's for a bunch of images. But it is incredible to see what is happening here in Sturgis. It is uh, It's about 90% Harley-Davidson, pro- probably more, 95% Harley-Davidson. The rest make up the rest of the motorcycle industry. So you'll see Indian, you'll see... Uh, BMW, you'll see Yamaha, you'll see other brands. Um, but it's it's truly a Harley market and a Harley event. Really cool to be here. Mike, Mike, true, true or false? Does Sturgis smell like synthetic oil and deep fried fluffle? Uh, I'm still going to smell like synthetic oil. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, you know what, Tiny? What's really cool about this is that. I love customization and I love aftermarket. And what's really cool about this event is that, obviously, with Hardy Davidson being one of America's longest any motorcycle brands, there are so many different products in the aftermarket world that you can buy. Um, and, and you're seeing that here. I just saw a guy go by on a low rider motorcycle with a 28 inch front wheel. That's massive, right? Most motorcycles run 19. That's almost a foot larger in size. That's a wagon wheel. Uh, yeah, it's a wagon wheel. So. You know, I'm at the main four corner right now, and every which direction I see uh, I see motorcycles, you know, as far as the eye can see. Now, kind of some interesting, you know, we'll stick to some news here for a minute. So the motorcycle industry just reported its most recent numbers. The, the motorcycle industry right now is up 3.8% when it comes to motorcycles on the street. So they classified that as road bikes. But the dual sport market, which is something that I'm very interested in, that's up 63.8%. And that is an all-time year-over-year record, and it's the single largest uh, growth sector category of the motorcycle industry in the history uh, of the industry year-over-year. So you're seeing people really get out and ride, and that's what's unique about this year's surge. If it's going to get loud here, guys, I'm just going to warn you. I'll let you ask some questions while I uh, let you hear the noise. Wow, it does sound uh, pretty incredible. So dual sport, for those people that don't know, those are the bikes that are sort of street and off-road, uh, both capable of both, right? That is correct. Yesterday I uh, threw a leg over the new Harley-Davidson Pan America, and that is their dual sport bike. So it's a, a bike where you can be on the freeway, the pavement, the surface streets, and once you leave those onto the dirt, you uh, have a bike that's purpose-built for going off-roading. And so you have that with uh, you have that with the, the Harley Davidson Pan America. Um, I will tell you, I always want to be transparent uh, as a person that reports on motorcycles and cars. I do believe the BMW GS1250 Rally, their dual-purpose bike, is the best in the market. There is nothing better. Uh, the Harley Davidson actually felt more like a Ducati, more built for the street, less for off-road. Um, Interesting. But it's good to see. Yes, yeah, good to see everyone out and about here on their motorcycles. I don't think I've seen more leather vests, though, in my entire life. They're, everyone's got leather. I feel like I need to get an Our Auto Expert leather vest, and Tiny and I and, and you, Nick, will just we'll ride down the, the street here. That's is, perfect. Is there a deodorant store in Sturgis? Yeah, Who and who's wearing the chaps? <laughs> I know. Well, it is Sturgis, guys. You know what? There is a little bit of history here, and that history <laughs> of Sturgis is very much dictated by uh, less clothes uh rather than more clothes and, you know certain especially certain parts of the day uh today fortunately the temperatures have dropped significantly it was 
100 degrees Thursday, 95 Ooh. degrees yesterday, and right now we're sitting at about 75, which is just amazing for uh, being on a motorcycle. But customization is here. Uh, Harley-Davidson, I, I guess I just didn't realize, even though I know how big they are, the footprint that they have here in Sturgis is just significant. I mean, it's just motorcycle after motorcycle after motorcycle. If you don't think you're going to see something crazy, just give it 30 seconds and you'll see something more crazy. Is there, is there two questions about dual sport? Is there a dual sport for a guy who's uh, shorter? And does anybody make an electric dual sport? Yes, so Zero Motorcycles makes a dual sport called the Zero DS for dual sport. And um, that actually falls in line with what you just said. If you're smaller in stature or shorter in stature, the, uh, the Zero bike is great because they need to keep it small and lightweight because of the electric battery on it. So that's pretty cool. Um, you do have some other bikes like a Kawasaki KLR, uh, but a lot of the bikes today, because dual sports are so popular, Harley-Davidson with their Pan America, they have a drop seat that can be put in it, and they have a lowering suspension system as well. Uh, so you can adjust it down lower if you want. Uh, you know, you need a little bit more uh, ability for somebody that's shorter and faster. Oh, not bad. So uh, may- maybe that's the thing too. Andy, have you, have you thought about taking your motorcycle license? I feel like at this point, that's my next evolution. Yeah, it I is. need to tackle two tires. <laughs> I kind of want to try. Oh, Mike, how many trikes are there? Or did they, get, did they get laughed out of Sturgis? I'm looking at a guy right now. He's three feet away from me. He's on a uh, Harley Davidson 114 trike with yeah, a bulldog on the back. Yeah, baby, he that's what I'm got, talking about. It's a trike with a dog. He's actually got his dog on the back. Perfect. I'm in it. I'm gonna. That's that's a good evolution. Four, three, two. Got it. And do there you, you go. Do you need a helmet on a trike though? Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you? So South Dakota does not have a helmet law. Yes. So a lot of the riders here are riding around without helmets on. Um, that's not my cup of tea. I have got one one head. I'd like to keep it intact if I go down. But um, you, you'll have a lot of guys here riding without helmets, and it's cool. Like I I dig it. You know the ability to ride without a helmet. You look cool. Wearing headbands and hats on backwards, and especially downtown here, you're not going fast. You're not doing anything that's, you know, going to put you in danger. But yesterday we rode out to Mount Rushmore on some Harleys, and you know what? I wear leather, leather jacket, full helmet, gloves, boots. Like, you want to protect yourself. And that's really important for me as a motorcyclist. Always gear up, always protect yourself. Um, it's, it's key. Well, yeah, not only that, but you're unnecessarily handsome, Mike, so you got to protect that at all costs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you got to protect it at all costs. Um, I will tell you, you guys, this will, this will be the best couple I get out of you today, is that being down here, or up here in Sturgis, I do feel like I'm in a white snake or poison video. Um, I, feel like, I feel like Brett Michaels is going to come out of one of these buildings in a minute. And it's just going to be like, you know, straight up back to the 80s hair. But, like, there's a lot of Aquanet here in Sturgis. <laughs> no doubt about it. Like, Aquanet is definitely the preferred choice of hairspray. What, what do you think the average age of the people in Sturgis is? Uh, average age, I'm going to put the average age here probably in the early 50s. All right. I think that's probably fair. Early 50s, but you have a big, like, young group here as well that are wearing flannels, hat on backwards, very pearl jam, nirvana hat. Is there a younger crowd coming into the motorcycle world? Without a doubt, yes. 
Um, interestingly enough, one of the stories that I'm covering here is the American Flat Track Series. I'll be going to their race tonight. And one of the things they're talking about is uh, an evolution of the American Flat Track Series, which is the longest-running motorcycle racing series in the country, is diversity. They have an African-American that's placing atop the podium. They have a female at five foot two that's placing atop the podium, a husband and wife that race against each other, a team from Canada, a team from Spain. So you're seeing an evolution of, of the sport and motorcycling. And what, what that's doing is it's bringing newer audiences into uh, the greater motorcycle industry. And that's something that's really cool because it can use that. The motorcycle industry can use a little bit of uh, diversity. Interesting. Uh, ultimate, ultimately, if somebody's uh, really into into motorcycles, this is probably an event that you'd have to uh, have a little bit of experience in before you uh, hit Sturgis for the first time. Without a doubt, Nick, you are 100% right. You know, you have to have good control of your motorcycle, especially downtown here. You're navigating your motorcycle between other motorcyclists, and, you know, you've got a lot of – we kind of were joking a little bit yesterday about it. Every every dude on top of a Harley, they kind of have that like I'm tough, don't don't look at me thing. So you know you, you just you have to be smart about how you navigate down here. We were on our bikes for about five or six hours yesterday, and you know what? The key is slow and steady every single time. There's no there's no race, but just be the guy that you know rides slow and gets where you need to be and gets safe, gets there safely. Awesome. Um, I ultimately, I'm I'm sort of je- super jealous, but at the same time, super scared. It uh, it sounds amazing, but it also sounds uh, you know extremely uh, fun and something. Uh, I will tell you, I would be extremely excited to do as well. Yeah, it sounds like you're taking fire right now. Yeah, duck, yeah, Mike. Man, it's, it's, the bikes that I'm watching come by right now are just amazing. This girl, this girl's got long blonde hair coming out. Her bike is all dialed up. It is just. It is custom to the max. It is beautiful. I, I want. I want to see Instagram pictures right now. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like the the beautiful woman on a Harley. That's a whole thing that oh, just got yeah. unlocked. Settle down. Oh, Settle down, man. boys. Yeah. Settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna even cool. talk to you after this. <laughs> Settle down. I'll send you a picture. Yeah. I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah, right. You got my cell. All right. You, right. We we now things spiral yeah. downhill. <laughs> It's spiraled. It's all downhill now. Yeah, it's all downhill from here on two wheels. Uh, Mike, thanks for joining us uh, from Sturgis. Uh, and Mike, of course, you can uh, see his TV pieces. We uh, we posted those recently this week from Sturgis. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Uh, Mike will be back again next week uh, with uh, his fun adventures. Of course, you can see the videos of what he's been up to. America's fastest growing automotive radio show. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. You're listening to our Auto Expert Radio Show. I'm Nick Miles. Uh, and of course, you can check us out as thousands of people do. In fact, 20,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast. Many more stream us, join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio and especially the Apple Podcast. Uh, hours of endless fun await you. And of course, you can get that. And many more, including the uh, two million listeners who get our auto expert daily radio news updates. All right, so there's a lot of automotive news going on this week. Uh, BMW honoring the final i3 models with a special ceremony, and uh, they painted them all gold. 
just to say goodbye to the i3 because, of course, they have a lot more electric cars on the way. After an impressive eight-and-a-half-year run with a quarter of a million units sold in 74 different countries, this tiny hybrid hatchback is being discontinued. And the i3 is on its way out and a lot of new vehicles like the iX um, and the i4 are coming in now, during a special delivery ceremony at the BMW Welt facility in Munich, uh, Germany. The automaker lined up the final 18 examples of the i3 uh, for a handful of lucky customers to take home uh, the each car sported the same gold and black finish as a tribute to the i3's long-standing success. And they looked really ugly. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know if they, I don't know if the viewers or the people that took them home thought they looked ugly too. But I, I didn't like the color. Although I think the car was pretty awesome. I thought the black and gold. I don't know. It, it looked a bit gaudy to me. What do you look at it? What do you think? I wish they would have used 24 carats. Yeah, that's, who didn't? That's clearly 10. <laughs> yeah. uh, clearly 10 carat gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. It just, uh, you know, at the start of the series production, eight and a half years ago, it was considered a visionary of uh, the electric car industry, I guess, uh, with the electric car drive establishing themselves, or BMW as a pioneer of emissions-free driving, and uh, the pleasure of a historic, sustainability i think you know it was one of the very first next to the leaf i think it probably was the first sort of uh successful electric vehicle um and bw ended the production in the u.s in 2021 before making the announcement officially on the global scale uh, this year rude yeah very rude the high riding hatchback hit the market in 2013 offering electric driving range of between 81 miles and 153 miles um, and I think it had a it had a generator on board with gas to allow you to get a little bit more of a further run and a CD player uh, I don't know did it have a CD player that's a good question those are weird looking they look like they look like undone chicken nuggets. <laughs> I don't like the way that looks at all. Uh, yeah. I, and I love me. Like, I fell in love with the BMW. I, I re retract all my statements about the scrub wheel being horrible. I mean, it's still kind of horrible, but I love it. But those, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel bad about them. I mean, I, uh, in a sense, too, they're not replacing it. Um, because it, it, battery technology has come so far nowadays, we don't need those tiny little cars. I mean, look how big some of these vehicles are. They look we're like going to have three-row electric cars soon. $300,000 Celestiques. The Celestique. And it's not even the full car yet. It doesn't have wheels. Those, yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're still racking up the price, man. Uh, yeah, I, I hope she's going to be okay if we make fun of her. Those little those little BMWs, they all look like special edition Tic Tacs. Really? Or TikTok. No, yeah, Tic Tacs. Uh, hoo -ha, hoo -ha, hoo -ha. I'd still probably drive it, though. Um. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. We will see. I mean, I don't know. It's. Uh, I have a passion, a special place in my heart for this vehicle. 
Um, it looks like the hardcore. There's a hardcore uh, Land Rover Defender that has been spotted going about the Nurburgring in Germany. Um, it looks. It's in camo right now, and this thing has been flying around the track. Um, it looks very much like it's maybe an SV version of the vehicle. Um, it looks shorter, more stubbier. And you know how I feel about uh, Land Rovers. I love them. You're talking about me. Short and stubby. Oh. I don't understand the camo. Well, because the design isn't revealed yet, so they put camo on it because they don't want you to see what it actually looks like, but they have to test it on the road. Uh, so exhausting. Yeah, yeah, well, Just let me in, see it. lot of things in life are exhausting. So, you know. Well, so is the, the, if it's going to be short and squatty, they're entering the field of a mid, mid-range. Well, go ahead, Land Rover. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I have to tell you. Uh, you check out this new Chevy Colorado truck. It looks really, really hot for 2023. Yeah, give me uh, one. They have a new engine. They have a bold, new, tough look. You, do you remember when everyone used to do these sort of bars on the back of the bed? Yes. Um, they're all coming back. That sort of Chevy Avalanche thing. Uh, yeah, no, that sort you. of Avalanche bar thing is coming back. You know what ruined it for me with that? Was that, that when the Escalade did it. The truck, and they did that. <laughs> the Escalade truck? Yeah, not, not a fan. Oh. Uh, Elon Musk announcing that, uh, well, suggesting that there may be a giga a gigafactory in uh, Canada. Why does Canada have to suffer like the rest of the world? Just let them give us maple syrup. Leave them alone. Yeah. Canadians never did anything to you, Elon. Um, he also, uh, Tesla Cybertruck uh, prices and specs will change according to Elon. Really? I don't... Because nothing he ever says changes. It's always remained the same. Is that even yeah. still a thing? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, he promised it would be delivered in 2021. What's the year now? Oh, uh, just, uh, you know, quick glance, 2022. Yeah, let's see. Oh, is the factory built yet for them? Oh. Uh, no. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, are they being produced? No. Do they take your money? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Mercedes Maybach EQS SUV has been spied for the first time. There's an SUV version of the EQS. You know who had a custom version of that made? Drake. And the car. Oh, it was just the car, not the SUV. It's yet. amazing. It's a it's an off-road trail one. Let me Ooh. pull it. Yeah, it's, it is insane. Of course, you know a rapper's car, but you don't know how to drive a stick. Of course, I'm about that life. Uh, there's a new 2023 Mini Cooper rendering that uh, has been done by um, Moto One. Uh, it looks good, but I don't think it'll ever be made. Uh Ford Maverick <laughs> may have a street truck coming out, but they're not taking orders yet. They haven't opened their order books again. Maverick, everybody wanted that $20,000 Maverick. And they're going to announce, by the way, new trim levels in the Maverick when they open the order books. And apparently, we've driven the Bronco Everglades, mm -hmm. and there's a Bronco Raptor, yeah. and there's a regular Bronco, and there's going to be an announcement of another Bronco coming. This is too much. Yeah, there's another kind of Bronco coming. It's like video games and their DLC. Like, you keep having to pay money for more stuff. Yeah, well, there's another Bronco coming. Another kind of Bronco coming. No. Yeah. Nick, call your guy at uh, Bronco. Yeah, because I would change anything. You know how much pull you have? They, yeah. They keep telling me I have tons of pull, but it's not going to happen. Find us. Follow us. Direct message your questions or comments. At Our Auto Expert on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our auto expert, Nick Miles.
Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World Scar Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, and on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, just wanted to let you know that travelers believe that every second matters when it comes to driving, and these days, too many people are distracted behind the wheel. The Traveler's Risk Index shows despite one-third of res uh, respondents stating that their own driving has improved over the past couple of years that most admit to making phone calls and reading text messages while driving regardless of what people may think of their driving habits government statistics show there's been a 20% increase in car crashes and fatalities since 2019 drive safe and put away your phone and avoid distractions it could save your life uh, ultimately uh, you could do that or have somebody else drive for you who's a little more responsible you know what would be responsible to not touch your phone if you're in the new Celestique <laughs> Ooh, did you uh, go to Segway school uh, it was smooth <laughs> smooth with like four O's um, so uh, we know we talked a little bit about this coming up um, uh, Lisa Hoffman is joining us from Cadillac to talk about the Celestique. Is it, Lisa, do you have to use a French accent when you pronounce Celestique? No, it's actually Celestic, so no oh, French accent needed. Oh, we've been practicing for like <laughs> an it hour. Sounds, it sounds like it. <laughs> Lisa, we were doing a whole like schematic about it, like, oh, no, phonetically it's the Celestique. <laughs> yeah, just like lyrics, it's Celestic. Oh, all right. All no, right. Noted. Like, like elastic, but not. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Uh, so this is a bit of a departure from what Cadillac's done in the past. I'm not necessarily in the mantra, but to have something which is, let's say, the price bracket, because that's probably where people are going to be attracted first, is the price saying, wow, this is a uh, an iconic um, price for Cadillac, but it's not really an iconic piece of technology because you've always really made beautiful, very highly sophisticated cars, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, coming back into this, you know, Celestic's going to be the entry into the ultra luxury space for Cadillac, but, you know, we really designed it to be the flagship for um, our future EV portfolio. So, um, you know, out there's been Lyric. Uh, that people have seen, which was our first all-electric vehicle, and then Celestic being second. But, you know, what's actually interesting about it is that Celestic is designed first, um, just not produced first. So, And then from there is where you saw Lyric, and you can anticipate what you'll see as we continue our future lineup. But it really made sense for our design team to start there, right, as a flagship vehicle. Um, you know, this is in the ultra-luxury space. It's completely bespoke vehicle. Uh, and we're really excited to, you know, share it with the world. So when you say completely bespoke, presumably people can change everything but the engineering on it. They can decide sort of the the color materials, those type of things. Yeah, it, it, it will be completely personalized um, to the owner. So they can change everything about that vehicle. Uh, you know, and depending how far we go, we will we will have that limitless personalization available for all of our clients. Um, so ultimately, nothing will get built in the car until the client has decided how they want it to be. 
completely true. Yep. So yeah, our, the clients will work one-on-one with, um, you know, our Cadillac design team to design the vehicle of their dreams. That really represents their own personal um, style and story. So when when the designers sort of put this together, it must have been very much how the designers personally thought it would be for them. Uh, and ultimately, the customer is going to change a few things. Um, there's obviously limits on that because certain things won't work and certain things will work. But you, you already have established some boundaries. There's certain things like the shape and the glass work and that sort of thing that, that will remain the same, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, depending, uh, we're in a culture of yes. So as long as we can make it work, we, we will find a way to uh, make that be available for the client so that they can do that. And, you know, as, as it relates to the designers really starting it, um, I think the big part is this is the first all-electric vehicle in the ultra-luxury um, portfolio, right? So there is there is nothing like this on the road today. And what really invigorated the design team um, is they really were able to leverage that Altium-based EV architecture uh, to give them that clean sh- sheet approach. So it really allowed our designers and engineers to think about, you know, a significant difference. Um, that portfolio and that, that platform really allowed them to have that uh, lower to ground profile. It really gave them a lot of uh, opportunities. And then also from a technology perspective, our engineers and designers were able to think about it from that standpoint. They really thought about every inch, as you've seen, from that pillar-to-pillar screen, uh, the technology that's in there. They thought about each individual passenger and how to make sure that each one has the same ride, whether it be the driver, someone in the rear seat. Everything will be 100% personalized to each single person in the vehicle it's so different than what we're used to uh in transportation nowadays that is so much of this journey taken up with communication with the people who will ultimately own one of these because explaining the vehicle and the story is i mean even even talking to you now every time you answer a question i got 50 more (laughs) Because it's it's so hard to understand because you're covering new ground. It's like the first, it, it's almost like introducing a completely new food group that we've never heard of and then trying to explain all about it. There's so many new things that every time you show us something, then there's 101 new things we want to know about that. You know, what are the possibilities? How does this work? Can I, you know, obviously, can I put hardwood floors in it? Uh, You know, uh, is there anything that can't be done? Those are sort of all the questions that immediately get born when you say you can do what you want, almost. Yeah, yeah, and I think you'll you'll continue to see us show the the limits and you know, or I should say, the limitless opportunities that will exist in allowing you know the the solicited clients to personalize the vehicle. So, um, the team has done an amazing job. They've been working on this for a while to figure out how do we make sure that this is a this is a vehicle that has that that marriage between design and craftsmanship as well as technology. You know, coming into the ultra luxury space. There are some, there are some, you know, brands that have been out there and working and living in this space and has owned it for quite a while, um, you know. And and our GM vice president of design, Michael Simcoe, said like, and challenged the team, but let's not just go in there. Let's go in there and show and be different. Um, and I think that's what you saw our team do with Plastic. 
with the technology that's in there. You know, you see that 55-inch pillar-to-pillar. There's five screens in that vehicle, and they're all designed to be completely personalized. So, you know, whether it's the driver driving, um, the passenger in the front can have, you know, personalization. They have privacy to ensure that there isn't uh, distracted driving. And then also, you know, this vehicle is also designed that if, if you're going to be driven in it, that is completely custom and comfortable in the back and that we've got the technology that you need to to enjoy your ride. Uh, as we think about the future mobility, that's that's what we're going to continue to see as we move into EVs. And then, you know, we're excited that Celestic will be, as Mary shared previously, it's going to be the first to have Ultra Cruise, uh, which is, you know, your next level of super cruise in our uh, autonomous driving. So that's really important um, to us in the portfolio. Uh, so as you talk about future mobility, that's that's really kind of what you're going to see is with Ultra Cruise, that next evolution of hands-free driver assistance technology. And it as, truly is the most advanced vehicle ever from Cadillac. And as we move forward, I'm sure things will evolve as well. I mean, uh, in, in technology-wise, um, it's sort of the beginning of the journey as well. What what kind of vehicle do we class this at? Is it an SUV, a sedan, a wagon? Because looking at it, it's hard to sort of understand the proportions. Yeah, it, it's classified as a sedan, um, but as you can tell from the vehicles, it's it's quite large. Um, so it's it's similar in length uh, to an Escalade, but you know it's it has a very low profile based off that LPM technology and architecture that's used. It looks really, really beautiful, and of course, being from Europe, I'm in sort of love with the wagon. So you didn't, you know, you just had to show me a picture, yeah. and I was already there uh, with that. Um, and then the actual vehicle. Um, and this, the engineering specs will come later um, in the future, right? Yeah, yeah. So what we've uh, shown so far is our show car um, vehicle. And later this year, we'll be sharing more details, um, including images of the production vehicle. Um, and probably at some future auto show. And then when will people be thinking about being able to order one uh you know give us a sort of a benchmark of where they might be ready to make some sort of decision yeah so i mean that a lot of that information will come you know later this year uh we'll share the production version of celestic along with the details of when clients will be able to um, order them. So you just probably have to watch Cadillac.com to find out when that's going to happen? Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely will make a big announcement when it comes, but, you know, we're expecting for it to be uh, lit for it to go into production later in the year of 2023. Uh, okay. So, But later this year, we'll be sharing the details. All right, well, there is a video at the Cadillac uh, uh, press room site, and uh, we'll probably try and post that as well so people can see it. It is truly amazing, and uh, I could sit here asking questions about it all day. Um, it's just extremely beautiful from the outside and the inside and the technology and everything. So thank you for giving us a glimpse into Cadillac's future, Lisa. I'm, I'm compelled to find out more, but I know... You can say very little. Lisa Hoffman is from Cadillac, and uh, she is part of the brainchild of marketing this brand-new Cadillac Celestic. Our auto expert. Listen anywhere on connected devices and speakers. Our auto expert.
catch up with previous episodes of this show. It's our website, ourautoexpert.com. Um, those past shows and automotive videos and stories about your next car, well, they're all at Our Auto Expert. This is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily at ourautoexpert.com. And people find out about new cars that they may be considering. And it's all thanks to a guy who is called Automatic Andy. He sits right next to me. He's got a shaved head, a big bushy beard, and two left feet. And he's been driving the 2022 Toyota Camry TRD. Andy, why don't you use that big hole in the middle of your head and tell us about it? And uh, Oh, and I'll turn your mic on. And I'm handsome. Oh, you, you're handsome too. Um, Nick, so I did a lot of driving, okay? And I was in the, the 2022 Toyota Camry TRD specifically. Yeah, so Toyota Race Division. The Camry has been around forever. So, like, there was the Ford Model T and then the Camry. Yeah. It the, was. And Moses Division. The Moses version of the Camry. It's what the, powered the Arc. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? The same Camry's, engine. Same it, engine as the Arc. Same, same. There's really no difference. So. I don't really need to get into the the, the 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 nuts and bolts of the camera. You know what it does. Yeah. It gets to A and B. It's super solid. It's very economical, affordable. Still cool though a little bit. But this TRD is the, a little. The guy that does our yard, TJ. Yeah. The pooper scooper guy. Yeah. He his Camry was older than him. He's got the 1904 model. Yeah. Yeah. It's, seriously, it's been the yeah. number one car for almost two decades. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, the band, so, you said two decades, the band just couldn't yeah. have, they had to go. Calm down, band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we know what the Camry does, but the, the TRD is, this Camry's kind of like when I said earlier, you've been married for 23 years, yeah. and then your wife divorces you because yeah. you forgot her favorite color. Yeah. It was mauve, by the way. Yeah. You stopped helping her around the is house. That, that's not a girl color. Mauve? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure it is. No, it's, it's like not. pink, it's guy blue, color. Per, oh, it is? It's yeah, my it's, favorite. Is it? I, it's my I rest favorite. my case. It's my well, favorite. maybe. Well, it's my favorite to look at. Yeah, okay. I, I look like a dream. Well, who's, whose favorite color isn't their favorite to look at? You have a point. Okay. So, you know, like you're post-divorce, you got three kids. Yeah. So you have a Camry. So what am I, how am I going to upgrade this? Like, Are you, do you have a Camry when you're post-divorce or when, you, when you're pre-divorce? Well, this is what you end up, no, pre, pre post, middle, future, and past. That's everything, man. Yeah, no. So the, why doesn't everyone have a Camry? The Camry. I is, digress. Carry is, on. Is simply the Camry is simply inevitable. Okay. It's gonna be around, you know. It's like very freshly divorced. You have a Camry. It is, and yeah. you got a, a little fresh divorced car. You were able to crunch numbers, and yeah. you get alimony out of this. So what do you do? I'm gonna go get the TRD. Very specific, but yeah. okay. That's what you get. <laughs> um, the the TRD is a solid, hardworking car that's been. Well, it, it's a bit sporty for a freshly divorced man. That's what I mean. Like okay. he's going to the gym because okay. she left you for the pool boy, <laughs> and you are stuck with the bills. Do you, is that a big chip on your shoulder? The pool boy thing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm right, okay. Yeah. Just just let's get to the car part because you know there's emotional distress. All right, come on. So we got the TRD. It's there's so much. It's mainly the changes are for the aesthetics. I mean, of course you get the big old engine. You get the 3.5 liter V6. That's a big Camry engine. Yeah, that's huge. Normally they have a little engine in them. That's like a, a big engine. That's a big one. How many horsepower? Uh, Like 300. Yeah, something. I think it's normally like 185. Yeah, it gets down the road quick, really yeah. quick. So a lot of the changes, aside from the engine, which of course is big, it, yeah. it's, a, it's all cosmetic. And it looks really super duper sporty. 
Like I look, I never thought in my entire life, Nick, that I would look any better. In the TRD, I looked like I was going fast, like something big people shouldn't be doing, but I was doing it. You know what I mean? So you get the 19-inch tires. The, yeah. Everything is TRD. Everything's black with yeah. the, the 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 devils in the details here, Nick. So we have the the 19-inch TRD matte black rims. Yeah. The TRD gloss gloss black front splitter, yeah. side arrow skirts, and yeah. rear diffuser with red pinstriping. Yeah. Nick, there's because so many it, details. It makes you go faster. It's it's clinically proven, and I will die on that hill. That pinstripes and red seat belts will make the car go faster. Yep. If you get in a car with red seat belts, just know that the driver means it, and you better lock in because things are about to get zero to sixty. Yep, and it has a true catback exhaust, by the way. It does. the The catback catback means that it's not. See, that's and but that's what I'm saying. It's uh, <laughs> the 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 catback. It's not the full. It doesn't go from the engine. Not from the 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 top to the bottom. The cat back it just makes it sound good, but that's okay. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not calling you. I'm not mad at you at that for Toyota. Um, it's got the the tuned front and rear rear coil springs and shock absorbers and stabilizer bars. I needed that because there was a, a huge flux. It's definitely when you corner. Yeah, when I quarter to the left, I need those shock deals. The they have huge the the almost thirteen inch front brakes with red painted front and rear calipers that looked tough. On... They are tough. <laughs> you want those? <laughs> I can tell you. Otherwise, you'd be lunging when you stopped. It was there. It looked really cool. Like this car is really cool looking. They have the uh, on the inside the soft text trimmed front seats with red seat belts. Like I said, you mean it. if there's red seat belts, strap in. Uh, the stitching and the red stitches in the TRD. Two minutes. It, it's a oh boy. Okay, it's got an eight-speed automatic transmission because you don't. I don't have time to be switching gears. Front <laughs> wheel drive, Nick. Front wheel drive. Yeah. And the the it has the brake rotors. It says TRD on them. Yeah. It's the details, Nick. Yeah. Um, it, it does. Breaks. And Nick, I so this car, you'd think there's a it's got a there's a give and take, right? Like yeah. you got a you're there's a pro, there's a con. If you uh -huh. get this, you don't get that. Yeah. But the TRD, the gas mileage was actually super decent. It was 22 miles a gallon in the city. Not bad. 31 in the highway. Yeah. Combining the two yeah. of an average of 25. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad yeah, at that. Yeah, don't be. They. It, it's in the same. This thing is is fighting against the Honda Accord Sport. The Kia K5 GT and the Hyundai Sonata N line. So yeah. it kind of, in my opinion, super sporty. It it beats all of those. Yeah. I mean, the Accord is solid. The Kia is solid, but this is just a little bit different. When you look at it, you'll know what I'm saying. And Toyota went ahead and said, since your wife left you and you have the divorce, we're gonna give you all the driver safety features standard. You yeah. Know, Toyota just said, you know what? Let me bless you. You got it all. No worry. Kay. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, you have it. There it is. And his review. Do it. Does it get the stamp? Yes. Oh, as soon God. as I get divorced, I'm buying one. All right. Automatic Andy's review. There you go, Andy. I love the fact that you look sporty and look like a divorced dad, even though you've never been married. No, I, I did. I, I roll. I, I had so many caps on. So many rolls. Yeah. Um, ladies love you. Oh, that's all I gotta say. It's not my ladies. fault. Love you. I have strong pheromones. Ask him anything. Our auto expert, Nick Miles, has an answer. Direct message your questions at our auto expert on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
Our auto expert, Nick Miles. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. I'm Nick Miles. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. If you have never heard of Traveler's Risk Index, uh, there may be a reason for that, but you may be included in the Risk Index. It is a survey that travelers do every single year. And today they announced the results of the 2022 Traveler's Risk Index. It is about distracted driving and it reveals that dangerous behaviors continue in the US and on the roadways, despite one third of respondents stating that their own driving has improved over the past uh, few years. Most admitted to making phone calls and reading text messages while behind the wheel. All right, I may have done it once or twice myself uh, when the Bluetooth wasn't connected. So we thought we'd delve into exactly what Traveler's Risk Index means and how bad our behavior is on the road. Karen Andrews joins us. She is in charge of the telematics at Traveler's Insurance. So Karen, you do this once a year and of course you came out with these results in March. How bad is our driving? Nick, and I'm sad to say it's it's gotten much worse um, since the pandemic, as you alluded to. And I think we're starting to see that in the number of fatalities on the road as well. So in addition to kind of the responses that we got from our surveys, we know that the severity of the accidents that we're seeing is much worse than it used to be, along with the number of fatalities that we're seeing on the roadways. So all in all, it is a pretty dire story right now. And, and I think as a society, it's, it's on all of us to do our part to turn that around. Now, this has really got worse because during the pandemic, of course, we didn't drive as much. A lot of people were staying home. Offices were closed. Stores were closed. Businesses were closed. So freeways were much more open. And of course, it was great not having the traffic on the road. And I know personally experiencing no traffic, you know, I was used to driving in heavy traffic quite often. And I'd be on the freeway. And of course, you'd be stop and go traffic. And when there was a gap that opened up, I would speed up to catch up to the traffic in front of me. It was nice not to have to sort of sit in bumper to bumper traffic. And then you'd come up against another wall of traffic and you'd slow down. But when there was no traffic on the freeway, of course, you'd speed up to 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. And then there was no traffic and you just sort of keep going. And suddenly I'd find myself doing 70, 75 miles an hour in a 55. And I'd go, whoa, what was, what am I doing? Um, I'm speeding up. And then you'd maybe get a phone call or a text and you'd pick up the phone and then it leads to just bad driving behavior. And I noticed myself in the pandemic speeding and getting bad driving behavior. And I think a lot of people did that um, during the pandemic. And so, of course, it was it was just not good. And a lot of us had bad driving behavior. So it sort of got a lot worse in the pandemic. And my story is probably just a small drop in the ocean. A lot of other people had a lot of different stories. We were just worse during the pandemic. That is what the data tells us. And again, I think there's a lot of factors that are contributing to it based on what we heard from the people that we talked to, right? People are feeling stressed, right? There's the world under their feet has changed. And I think that adds to 
you know, what the stuff that's going on in your head as you're driving. And, and as you alluded to, sometimes I do the same thing, you know, just driving along and didn't even realize, no, gosh, I'm hitting 80. What, what, you know, yeah. better slow that, slow that down. So, you know, a, a lot of times what I've had to do and I, you know, admittedly, I'm in an industry where I pay more attention to how I'm driving because I know how important it is to keep your speeds down and keep your distractions at a minimum. But, you know, I, I have to remind myself, set your cruise control, right, is one good way to make sure that you don't inadvertently kind of drift to those higher speeds. Right. So there, there are things that we can be doing actively to, to try to remind ourselves um, of the, the best driving behaviors on the road or safer driving behaviors. It, but it's not just our fault, is it? It's sort of, we can remind those people that run companies as well, right? Because part of your survey shows that major businesses and, and managers of those businesses, in fact, 86% are asking uh, employees to answer calls or at least participate in their businesses, perhaps while they're in their cars. And answer phone calls and those type of things so at the same time there's some responsibility for those businesses to be involved in helping their employees to drive safer as well and not participate in phone calls in unsafe environments that's right and you know and i I think something as little as small we may think of as an employer that, that that this was is a small thing we can do is just to say that to your employees right do not pick up the phone if you're driving i don't need you to pick up the phone right in that moment right so you can set that tone with your employees and actually demonstrate that behavior as well um and and reward it when it's when your employees don't respond when they're out on the road Um, yeah and we're, we're finding the same thing too, right? When when you think about other distractions, those text messages coming through or those phone calls when you're when you're driving, you know, if there are other passengers in the car, they if they speak up and say, hey, you know, don't drive distracted or put the phone down or now's not the time or you know, can I take that call or that text for you? I'll I'll do that with my husband sometimes, admittedly, right? Like I got this. You you know you keep your focus on the road. I'll look at the map and see, you know, what we need to do to get to where we're going. Anything like that will help, right? But only 11% of people actually do speak up. Yeah. It says a lot to, you know, that just saying something makes a huge difference. I think, in, and as well as the, there's ways to manage it because a lot of cell phone companies and a lot of cell phone manufacturers give you the option of putting your cell phone into a situation where it will not allow a call to go through when somebody calls you unless it's an emergency. So you give the option of the cell phone going straight to voicemail unless the caller uh, calls multiple times and then it will ring. And so it tells the person that's calling, hey, the driver or the person is in the car. Um, if this is an emergency, please call back. And then, we, you know, we'll, the, the, we'll put the phone call through. And so they do give you that option and say, obviously, the person's driving, please don't disturb them. But if it is an emergency, you really need to talk to them, call back. And so I know that phone manufacturers do that. So you can actually turn that on yourself as a driver, um, but give someone the option of still contacting you. Yes, and, and that is something that as a as a company we like to reinforce as well, right? We are 
committed to reducing and ending distracted driving. And so, you know, we we like to encourage the use of that um, across, you know, not just our customers, right? We, we care about our customers, but we want to make the roads safer, broadly speaking. So, you know, we, we really try to reinforce the, that uh, kind of action and activity um, through our Travelers Institute, um, through these Travelers Risk Index uh, surveys that we do um, to really put this topic in the conversation at the national level and, and make sure that there is that awareness and response to try to really reduce and eliminate distracted driving. So what's the point of the survey? Um, is it just to sort of tell us uh, how bad we're doing? Do, do we grade the public on the survey? Is this sort of, a, uh, you know, marking the public and, and let us go about and think of what we've done? Or, or what do you expect the result of the survey to be every year? You know, really the hope is to you know, just uh, again, I, I don't. I don't think it's meant as a hand slap by any stretch, or uh, or an admonition, right? It really is just a, an awareness. Um, how can we keep this in the forefront of the national conversation and encourage people to make safer decisions when they're behind the wheel? Because we all have loved ones out on those roads that you know we want to make sure are. Are safe. So if you think about it from the perspective of you know, putting those personal stories together that really demonstrate, you know, the, you know, the, the lives that have been cut short by distracted driving um, really helps to, to re- reinforce these are actual people, not just numbers. When you think about, you know, a 20 percent increase in fatalities since before the pandemic to, you know, to through 2021, it's it's crazy when you think about, you know, the actual numbers of people that are impacted by those distracting, distracted driving events. Do we expect that as we move further away from the pandemic and perhaps we see an end to the pandemic, which we're all hoping for, I can tell you, because I'm so ready for it to be over, as I'm sure everybody else is. But as we move away from it, do you think that there'll be a natural uh, return to pre-pandemic driving behaviors or is it something we're going to have to retrain ourselves to do is to drive better i think there is going to be a bit of a learning curve back again and honestly i don't know that we're ever going to get to back to truly you know quote unquote normal um you know pre-pandemic that the driving behaviors were um you know I think trending, you know, to a better spot, but then just that everybody for a tailspin, right? And again, speeding and distracted driving are on the rise. The severity of, of the accidents that we're seeing are is much more severe, right? The injuries as well as the damage to, to vehicles. Um, I think you know, some of the safety features that are in the car certainly will help. Um, but I think there's also a, a little bit of a false sense of security with some of those. So I think as a driving public, we need to be aware that our decisions every time we get behind the wheel have a direct impact to, you know, the, the safety on, out on the roads. Karen Andrews is from Travelers and Travelers have all the information about the survey and you can find out more by going to their website. America's fastest growing automotive radio show. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. 
Over 20,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more stream. Join the happy listeners via the Apple Podcasts app. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. The Our Auto Expert radio show is right here and the podcast. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. All right, check this out. BMW, well, they have an amazing first six months under their belt. BMW held a press conference this week to talk about its sales performance during the first six months of 2022. Now, except for the X7 full-size SUV, the iElectric cars have every single model has sold out. Yes, the uh, June overall deliveries were uh, just down. However, the uh, one series has dropped a little bit but the electric vehicles are doing extremely well so congratulations bmw on that um, they basically have orders for several new months for those vehicles uh, we have been driving around an x3m um, and boy does it rumble that's it that's that's the end all be be all car for me. You know my favorite part of that car? Huh. Is the fact that the M symbol in the seats lights up at night. It's so cool. Like yep. the M's that XM. Oh my goodness, Nick, I'm in love. Yeah, uh, and also I will tell you that even though Jalopnik, who complain about everything in the world, complains that the new screen in the 7 series does block out the rear view mirror. They have this massive screen that comes down and is like a movie experience in the back of the vehicle. You know, you know what? I don't. That's I don't look, care. Take that a look. It, take a look I at know, it. it. No, it's beautiful. I don't care that it blocks it. You know why? Because when you're in that car, I'm not looking behind me, baby. I'm going <laughs> forward. I don't care what's behind. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, would you have the seven series electric or the i seven? Uh, this i seven electric or the M seven gas? I7. What you would? Electric? Yeah. I have to tell you that I really... So that's the M7. Okay, yeah. There. And the I7, the electric version, I think is cool, but the M7 looks so much better. It does. It does. And those doors, you know, so this new thing about not closing the doors on your own, so the G90, mm -hmm. it closes the doors for you automatically and the oh the eqs those doors close for you automatically yeah do you know who's gonna get my money who the company that comes up with the lease that i have to do really yeah if they like if they folded my undies and lazy.com yeah lazy all absolutely the, like if i get a massage and if they fold my clothes it started with b days yeah <laughs> and now it's car doors that close themselves and park themselves, not Good. the car doors, but the whole car parks itself. We're getting close. Wouldn't it be funny if the car doors just parked themselves, <laughs> the rest of the car stayed where it was? <laughs> Wait, the doors are just left and parked. Yeah, it's fine. Um, what else does the car do that you don't have to? Drive? Yeah. Massage your back so your spouse doesn't have to? The EQS that you have right now tells jokes. Yeah, it does. What? All right, I'll be the... I'll be me... And you be the car. Ready? Mm -hmm. Hey, Mercedes, follow that car. What do you think? This is a Hollywood movie? <laughs> That's what it said. It's so funny. They're so dad jokes, aren't they? It's very dad joke. But you know what? I appreciate that. 
And I got to play video games. I got to play match. I got to play mahjong. Uh, what was the dad jokes? The other dad jokes that it said. Uh, why did the oyster? What was the oyster one? Oh, um, oh man, it was oh, yeah. something selfish. Uh, yeah. Why? Why didn't? Why didn't the oyster um, share something? Yeah, sure. Have says, a bite. Because it's shellfish. Ah, but it's uh, I know that's it's stupid, right? But to have your car tell you a joke like you that? know my favorite joke that EQS tells. Hmm. You go there, say, "Hey Mercedes, tell me a joke," and she goes, "I can't. My engineers were German." Ah, because <laughs> the Germans are not funny. Yeah, no, there's nothing funny in Germany. Yeah, um, my brother-in-law tells really good jokes. Like I always, he something really funny happens, and I go, you, you know, you go, who couldn't find that funny? He goes, well, you could be German. Ah, I guess right. That's his standard joke. Oh, could, you could be German. Could be German. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, for everything that you know is not good about Germany, Mercedes is good. It is. Yeah. Warm beer, good. No, they don't have warm beer in Germany. That's England. How dare you? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, how dare you? Overboiled potatoes and warm beer. Kraut. <laughs> sauerkraut. Yeah, there is sauerkraut. That's there are things that aren't good about Germany. Later, you husband. Know, <laughs> leather pants. Who wants chafed with leather pants? That. But then there's the pillows in the EQS. They're soft. They're made of like butter and lamb. Oh, why did you have to bring lamb into it? Fake lamb. Vegan lamb. Vegan. They had vegan lamb at the restaurant I went to last night. I have a lot of questions after the show. And you do? Vegan lamb? Yeah. I think there's got to be Lamb wasn't vegan. It wasn't lamb. It was fake lamb, which See, makes me feel okay. And they had deep fried pork skin, which wasn't actually pork. It was vegan pork. That's enough. Be fat or don't. Don't eat fat people <laughs> beef, food. Be fat or yeah, don't? Yeah, don't. Did you say beef fat or don't? No, they're they're a comma. Be fat or don't. Okay, because I'm very confused with your American. By the way, it's called English, not Americanish. I so mumble. Get your English right. Yeah, you do. That, I I, so you use your mumbling, like I use my English. Yeah, yeah. To get see? away with things. Smooth. Oh yeah. All right. You use your lack of car knowledge to get away with things. I. But it sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds like I know what I'm saying. Sometimes. Yeah. It sounds cool. Guys, make sure your oxygen sensor is up to date. Yeah. Would you ride an electric motorcycle? That is the hardest no that I could ever say in my what? entire life. No. First of all, that's number 3,423 things that fat people shouldn't do. I I just wrote an email to Zero Motorcycles because I want to try this Zero um, motorcycle thing they have here. What is it called? The... Um, I don't even know what it's called. It looks like a Peloton bike. It doesn't. The, it has like that big screen and there's going to be some guy the that DS, says, you can keep pushing, DS. buddy. Keep going. One more mile left. I want to try this uh, DS, the Zero DS. It charges in an hour to do 100 miles. Is it a kit bike? Do you have to put it together? No. Why you, would I put it together? You just get to buy it? Yeah, right. I'm, I didn't say I was buying it. I want to try it. Well, 98 not. miles an hour, top speed, one hour charge time, 82 mile range. Sorry, not a, not 100 miles. Don't you want to try this? Mm. No, it's only $12,000. So the last time you, I was on a motorcycle. You probably shouldn't be on a motorcycle. No, I'm too top heavy. The last time I was on a motorcycle, <laughs> I really burnt what, what my What part calf. of you is, oh yeah, on your leg on the thing? What part of you is top heavy? From the waist up, my stomach. 
is a deciding factor of momentum usually. Okay. But I'm usually I I'm I'm skinny otherwise. You're an inverted pear. Yeah, ex I'm skinny except for the fat parts. <laughs> I'm skinny except for the fat parts. Yeah. All right. What kind of car are you? Oh, I'm for sure a mix between the BMW and a Camry. I'm a BM Camry. You're confused. I'm a Camry W. You're confused. You know what? If you don't want to be confused, you can get all your information at OurAutoExpert.com because there, there's less confused things and you can get it 24-7. You can hear this podcast, see our TV show. In fact, our whole Fox Sports show is there and all the car information. We'll see you next time. Listen to previous episodes of the show at OurAutoExpert.com. <laughs>